Good morning, y'all. This is Dana from Financial Aid Compliance Solutions, and I'd like to thank you for joining today's show. Uh, today's show is dedicated to USDE updates regarding TEACH grants and also 2019-2020. Uh, to get started, we had um, quite a few updates over the week from the USDE. Uh, one of which was in the form of a webinar that I attended on Wednesday afternoon. And uh, it covered some of the COVID-19 updates and the guidance that was provided in the CARES Act. And it also included uh, TEACH grant um, information as part of the update. And one of the requirements for the TEACH grant was that those um, recipients had required uh, a requirement for service that they needed to complete um, as part of receiving the TEACH grant and also once the TEACH grant, um, <clears throat> if the requirement wasn't met for the, the uh, service, then the grant would turn into a direct loan. And the update for that is, is that the TEACH grant modification of extenuating circumstances for service obligations, uh, basically there's a waiver for the requirement because of the service that was interrupted by COVID-19. So teacher loan forgiveness, there's a waiver requirement that years of teaching service be consecutive due to interrupted related to an emergency, <clears throat> which means that because of COVID-19 causing interruption to service that probably couldn't be completed because of the schools having to shut down and uh, go online, <clears throat> the um, TEACH grant now, uh, that requirement has uh, been uh, suspended for a uh, time until uh, it can uh, be revamped and recompleted when time goes back to normal, if you will. So for those teachers that received the TEACH grant, <clears throat> or students, I should say, that received the TEACH grant and are in that situation where they could not um, complete the service requirement, then you need to contact your school um, where the TEACH grant was um, issued and discuss with them um, how things are going to be resolved, whether um, your record is just going to be simply updated in uh, COD, which would have to be done by the school that you attended and uh, reported to the department. And uh, then there would be that uh, waiver for that requirement of service that was interrupted by the COVID-19. So um, at this point, time um, that would be the steps that would need to be taken until further um, guidance is provided uh, with with regards to the teach grant um, also as we're all aware of in the news or should be aware of um, there was the issue um, at UNC Chapel Hills where they started um, in-person classes and uh, students were living on campus and because of extra curricular activities that were going on outside of campus and out of the control of the school, 
um, the um, in-person teaching had to be suspended and go to online and students had to move off of campus and uh, so that was in the news and uh, there have been um, a few other colleges that follow suit such as Notre Dame and I'm sure there will be others that will have to follow suit too. Um, I know here in the area that I live in and broadcasting from um, in the state of New Hampshire um, move-in day for the students is occurring and uh, I know in the uh, specific town of Durham uh, where UNH is located uh, town-wide there is a mandate that you have to wear a mask um, it's not a choice you have to wear the mask so uh, just uh, keeping that in mind um, the mask wearing um, should actually be something that is promoted. This shouldn't be something that is uh, so controversial as it has been. Uh, just because of the fact that um, the more we all do uh, collectively as a team, and I'm going to just point out the fact that there is not the letter I in the word team, that if we all work together um, in helping quell the uh, spread of this pandemic, uh, then maybe we could all get back to living normal lives. So um, just keep in mind that um, there's been a lot of talk um, regarding the schools not doing enough to keep the students safe. I know that was one um, headline that I saw this week and, um, and I found it a little bit disturbing because of the fact that the schools have been doing <laughs> everything under the, their power. Uh, within the CDC guidelines, they've been spending thousands of dollars trying to prepare for online classes and students returning. And um, the one thing that hasn't been discussed as much is the responsibility that the students have um, to also follow these guidelines and take them seriously. Um, so I'm just going to put it out there because it seems to me that in the news um, there is a lot more going on articles and uh, stories being uh, put upon the schools um, to teach the students but as we all know um, teaching also begins um, with the students and uh, if you're if you're responsible enough to be going to college um, and you are of an adult age now uh, I think that it also needs to be put on the student as having a little bit of responsibility here as well. Um, so that's just my two cents worth, but uh, I just felt need the need to say that because uh, it's not being stated um, currently um, from what I'm seeing. Um, the other topic for discussion today is the looming deadlines for 2019-2020, which September is fast approaching. Um, this week <clears throat> I was working on uh, quite a few files for students that had began classes or their enrollment. And mind you, most of the uh, clients that I work for um, are career and technical schools, mainly cosmetology, massage therapy, um, of the in some business schools as well but there were quite a few files that um, I came across at least half a dozen 
I would say that uh, students had started in January or February and still had not been awarded 2019-2028 and the programs that the students are enrolled in were longer than one year meaning that uh, their first disbursement really needs to come out of the 2019-2020 award year. And for those uh, files that are still stuck in compliance, meaning verification and C code resolution delay, uh, if they do not get pushed through and awarded in a timely fashion, uh, they're gonna be missing out on that free aid uh, for the Pell Grant. Loans can be awarded, that's not a problem, but if we can't clear the file and don't have a valid EFC, then we're not going to be able to award the loans either. And then um, aid's going to be in jeopardy uh, as well. So the deadlines that have been published in the register uh, for signature pages that are required to be turned in because of uh, corrections is September 12th. No later than September 12th can uh, those signature pages be provided. And as far as ICER corrections go, um, the deadline that's been published is September 19th of 2020. So up and coming September 19th uh, is the deadline, uh, published deadline. Now, I'm gonna put a caveat to that because uh, several years ago um, when I was processing corrections for an award year that the deadline was approaching but had not been, uh, uh, had, had not been reached, I should say, uh, the files were not coming back. The ICER, corrected ICERs weren't coming back and I had done, I made the corrections a week in advance of the deadline so, because I was that aware of the fact that the deadline was looming. When I called Central Processing System to check on the reason why the ICERs were not coming back, I found that the uh, deadline had been changed and I was told by the Central Processing uh, customer service rep that I had spoken to that um, they could do it without notifying with no notification, no publication of updated deadlines. So I'm just gonna put it out there that while there is a published deadline of September 19th, uh, do not wait until the last minute to get those files taken care of. And uh, there was also a notification that came through. And uh, if you have access to common originations and disbursements, which your institution should, uh, because that's where you need to do your updates for the students and also disbursements. Um, there was an announcement with regards to those files um, for 2019-2020 that had been pushed through with the quote W um, for the verification, meaning that the file technically hadn't been completely verified um, and, you, and the file was just put through the system to be awarded with that override, if you will. Um, the deadline is looming too for those verifications to be completed or the uh, aid will have to be returned that was awarded on those files. So uh, again, keep in mind that you um, need to be aware of the, those files that are in that status and uh, verification needs to be completed sooner rather than later and get those files awarded. And uh, one other uh, file that um, I was working on this week 
and uh, I think we have plenty of time to get it through, but I just wanted to um, bring it to light um, in today's show because of the fact that I know there's more situations out there that um, this has probably occurred on. And the situation is, is that there's a, there was a student who um, technically wasn't legally married. Apparently they're common law married. And uh, so the marital status entered on the ICER or the FAFSA when it was originally completed for 2019-2020 indicated that the individual was single but yet they had filed a married filing jointly 2017 tax return. When the file for the ICER was generated the ICER was not selected for verification um, but in review uh, my office flagged it and uh, also, it, but the file had been awarded, it was flagged, and uh, then the 2020-2021 um, came through with a marital status date completed as being married, and then the student had filed married filing jointly um, for the 2018 tax return. The amount of income on the 2017 tax return was substantial meaning that the original ICER that was produced without the tax information for the married filing jointly uh, ended up being income of $50,000 with only two family members. So the EFC went from zero to $2,100 um, in that range. And uh, so the full disbursements of Pell Grant for the 2019-2020 are now in jeopardy and have to be refunded um, if we cannot get that file uh, through because it is now selected for verification. So uh, I just want to put it out there that there are those files that could that same scenario may be happening on or there could be other uh, corrections that needed to be made or conflicting information that needs to be resolved that if those files have already been awarded you're looking at refunds being processed and also the Pell Grant deadline for disbursements typically is uh, September 30th um, and that's when the system will shut off uh, the ability to process disbursements. If they're awarded you can adjust the disbursements um, but you have to reopen the school in order to do that and ask for permission to do so. Um, so I'm just again putting it out there that that should be part of your check with um, the 2020 or 2019-2020 files. And uh, while we're at it, um, might as well just mention briefly that um, October 1st, um, the 2021-2022 FAFSA will be available um, to be completed and uh, as we um, all know here in the professional uh, financial aid professional world uh, encouraging students to complete those uh, FAFSA sooner rather than later is uh, a better approach than to wait till the last minute so uh, those are the updates um, in the deadlines um, that we have looming for uh, the current award year. And uh, 
Again, I want to thank everyone for uh, joining me on today's show. Um, I also have some exciting news that um, we are finally available on Spotify. So if you get your podcasts on Spotify, um, you are able to access the podcast there. Um, there was a glitch with the iTunes linkage in connection um, that I was not aware of. Um, the linkage has been fixed. However, it will take another day or two to get everything approved and validated again with iTunes because um, apparently they have um, specifications with regards to graphics um, that we are currently working on. Um, so check back in a couple of days um, if you access your podcast through iTunes um, and you can uh, then be able to listen through iTunes. So, having said that, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Uh, Stay safe, and um, we will be chatting again next week. Uh, Next week will be at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So, take care. Have a great week.